0: Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. Proudly sponsored by The Book Direct Show, a green vacation rental conference. Learn more at bookdirect.show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Green Path Podcast. So today, my special guest is Eric Broughton from okay to charge And today, we are having a small step episode. We're going to learn all about EV cars and EV charging points. Hello, Eric. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you today?
0: I'm very well. Thank you very much. And thank you for coming along. And thanks for your time.
1: Thank you for having me. Eric,
0: let's start at the very beginning. Okay. Electronic cars, electric cars are Mm -hmm. gaining momentum. The prices are coming down. Prices are coming down. They're becoming more and more popular. Mm -hmm. But I suppose a lot of people are holding back from getting an electronic car, electric car, Mm -hmm. because they're a bit nervous about charging points. So your company offers charging points. No, 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 no. Your company deals with charging points. Can you, can you just start us off with charging points? I don't know anything about charging points, but I would like to offer Mm -hmm. my guests a charging point. What do I do? Can anyone do it? What's the story there?
1: Absolutely. So good morning. My name is uh, good morning from the States. (laughs) Uh, Eric Broughton, uh, CEO of OK2Charge. Uh, What our company does is we enable vacation properties and apartment buildings to place uh, electric vehicle charging stations at their properties. And then what we do is we layer on our firmware and software on top of it to to control access uh, to these chargers and allow uh, the property owners and operators to manage and create revenue streams from these platforms. So now I'll, I'll step back and I'll, I'll address your question directly. Mm. There's three different levels of charging stations. Mm. Um, so, so there's level one, level two, and level three. And level one, that's where you're plugging into an outlet on your wall, just like the lamp behind you or plugging in your iPhone. And to charge a car. So I have a Tesla Model S, very large battery, 100 kilowatts. And I'll try not to get too technical. I'm an yeah. electrical engineer. Oof, and oh, so you, if, I'm, if, the, <laughs> if I start going there, you just say, Eric, let's dial it back. And let's yeah. get back to you know, some yeah. basics. But so level one is, uh, is a kind of wall socket. You plug it in. The problem is that, as you can imagine, there's so little energy, electricity coming out of that going into your battery. It can take you two or three days to get your vehicle charged up. Yeah, it's just, it's not tenable. It's not, you can't, maybe if you're driving the grocery and back, that's okay. Uh, But that's not good enough. Then there's level two chargers. And that's where our company plays. And a level two charger can charge your vehicle up anywhere from four hours, if it's a smaller vehicle battery, up to about eight to 10 hours, if it's a large vehicle battery like mine. And that's perfect if you're staying overnight at a vacation property or it's where you live in your apartment. That's a perfect environment for that. And um, a lot of retail stores, especially in the States, I was just at a Walgreens last night at the pharmacy, and they had a charging station out front where you plug in. That's a level two charging station, a little slower. And there's some uniqueness as well. It's usually uh, 240 volts, Um, usually the amperage is is kind of mid-range, and then the 100 20 volts is in the the, uh, wall socket. And then there's level three chargers. And that's most people know those as the Tesla superchargers. Mm -hmm. And these are these big stations. And what's unique is those are direct current, which also means it's very expensive to install, but they can charge up your car very quickly. Uh, And actually to the point now where Tesla recommends, if you're driving across country, you will drive 150 miles and then you will plug in your, te- you'll stop at a Tesla supercharger, but you only charge probably about 50% of your battery and then get on your way. And that's because you can charge that up about 25 to 30 minutes in that time frame. So oh, wow. level one, level two, and level three. So hopefully that helps set the stage of what of what, um, what those charging stations look like.
0: Mm. Okay, but the thing is then um, to have a level two outlet at your property, yes. is that a complicated yes. thing to have to get? To organize,
1: it's not very complicated, but it's complicated enough. the The average person should not try to install. Of course, Um, (laughs) I wouldn't be saying (laughs) that.
0: No, but it's not like you need, you know, like fresh wiring from the street to bring you more power or anything like
1: that, is it? That's a great question. No, it's (laughs) more similar to an electric dryer or a hot tub. is How we look at it, yeah. So, so basic electrician can install this. And then you're gonna see more and more electricians. We're not to the point where it's uh, your local electronics store like a Best Buy Geek Squad can install it, but you do need uh, an electrician to to install a certified because of the amount of uh, voltage and the current going through. But yeah, think about it like electric dryer or a hot tub.
0: Okay, okay. So it's not an uncommon kind of thing to have at home then, that kind of power. That's right. Okay, and then I'm assuming then, of course, in a house, if you have a garage, that's the best place to put it. But you mentioned a block of flats before, a block of apartments. So you can have these sorts of outlets outside, located outside. But you, obviously yes. you have a cover, so no one else can just tap in and use your electricity.
1: You, you got it. Yeah, that is, that is exactly where our company and the genesis of where we came to be. Uh, like myself, I own a home. I have my garage, I have my Tesla charger on the wall in my garage. Um, there's no need to protect it because hopefully no one knows the secret code to my garage, you know, <laughs> to get in. However, if you own a vacation home and a lot of these vacation homes, maybe are by the beach or by the mountain, you do not have a garage mm. or a garage <laughs> as it would be. And, I, and and the cars would pull up. So a lot of our clients, uh, our chargers are what's called NEMA 4X certified. So they're, very tightly enclosed container Um, can't let sand water ice anything into those and they can be on the outside of the building Uh, that's how we have it and and a lot of our clients will put them on the outside of the home especially a vacation property Uh, someone can pull up with their car and then where our platform is unique uh, we'll have a QR code like you have at restaurants you scan it with your phone scan it with your phone, and then you then you compare and say, okay, I am Eric Broughton staying at this property at this date. We integrate with their property management system and do a handshake and confirm, okay, Eric Broughton is supposed to stay here for these dates. He can use this charger. Or in case the property manager wants to charge an extra amenity fee, you have to pay $20 US or $30 mm-hmm. uh, to use the spot fee for the day or buy for the whole whole time period. So that's how we created an amenity and also have access control. To your point.
0: Wow. Okay. So you can actually charge a flat rate as an amenity fee or use as you go. Now, this is something that I was really surprised to learn. Mm. I always assumed that it cost a fortune to charge up a car, electric car. Uh, And when I was told, you know, in Europe, it's like seven euro to charge a battery. I was shocked. I, yes. I really didn't think it was that cheap so mm-hmm. so people property managers who are thinking they're not going to suck my energy no way it's too expensive it's actually not is it
1: it's it's not it's not but the unique perspective that you're talking about is is from a consumer if i'm a consumer or i'm a guest or i'm going staying at that flat of that apartment that's a low cost to me because i'm comparing it to a gasoline price mm. right so so to fill up my, my Tesla from say 10% to 90% battery, it may cost me about 12 to $15, depending on time of day. So it's great, US dollars. How, if that was gasoline at these prices, it may be closer to a hundred. Now, now put on your property manager hat or a property owner hat. If someone is taking 12, $15 every other day from your property, that starts to add up. Mm. Um, so it's all a perspective of, uh, of how you're looking at it. And, if, and as a property owner, you're not used to giving away $15 of electricity every other day or every day. If someone's charging at, at a flat, that can become very cumbersome. And what we've seen is that when people install one or two electric vehicle chargers to be altruistic and trying to be green, which is absolutely the right thing, but they're not charging any dollars for it. They're just they're just putting that back in the common area and everyone has to pay for that. And that's where we're saying, no, 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 let's make sure that the people that are using it pay for the electricity and transfer those costs because then you'll put in more chargers. And that that creates a sustainability, uh, renewable revenue for the owner, for the operator, and then doing the right for the for the world as well by creating more, more EV chargers.
0: Yeah, I've seen on Facebook groups where they're talking about chargers and like, who pays? Should I charge the guest or Why should I be paying right. for it and whatever? And I don't know if they, right. I mean, look, it is a small amount, but like you said, you know, if it's every it day that they have to recharge, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are really freaked out by how much energy it will pull, just like I thought it would pull a lot of energy. And, and I didn't yes. even think about pulling energy every day if they're going to use the car every day. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was really surprised. And I think that's something not to be feared, the cost, especially right. because, Agreed. as someone else pointed out, if that EV driver was driving out on the street and pulled into the supermarket and used theirs, they have to pay.
1: Yes. So they're That's used right. to
0: having That's to right. pay. It's okay that they you charge them for the electricity because, yes. you know, no one's giving free That's petrol right. away anywhere.
1: So, <laughs> That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't see that there's any problem in charging. And, and uh, mm-hmm. was someone this morning was saying something. Was it this morning? Or maybe you mentioned earlier. Something about it cost $7 to charge, but the guest gave me 10 mm-hmm. So, you know, yes. it's, it's, it's not nothing. It's really nothing. So in terms Absolutely. of... In terms of getting that level two electricity, it's actually like it's not a huge expense. It's a call out with a, for an electrician, and yes. and not too much more than that, is it?
1: It's not. Uh, there's different uh, depending on your property. If yeah. you look at a vacation property where you're just putting it on the wall, that's pretty pretty reasonable, less than a thousand dollars. Where it gets expensive as these large um, um, apartment buildings. Where perhaps they need to install eight chargers or 12 chargers, and that's where sometimes your electrical, uh, your your box and your you don't have enough uh, power uh, for that property. That's where you made the trench and added another another junction box and different things. That's where it starts to add up. Yeah. Uh, But still, if you make that relative to what I was talking about earlier, those level three chargers, where you see the eight banks or 12. Those can be tens of thousands of dollars. We're talking 30, 40, $50,000 to install those. Mm-hmm. And those are more like the Charge Point and Blink and Electrify America and, and all these large platforms mm-hmm. uh, that install those systems because they're thinking about it more like a gas station yeah. rather uh, of, how, of how we're thinking about it. Whereas people want to charge at home or where they live, they work, and they vacation.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose if you've got those big ones and people can charge quickly, and if you've got the charging points in the right place, that could be regularly used. That could be regularly yes. drip feeding money into your bank account. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. And that's know many-
1: that's where we we do need both. It, it's it's we need both at least today. C O C in the in the states. It's the Build Back Better program five to $7 billion to make sure along the highways, they have these supercharging stations. I think that's definitely needed if you're driving across the country mm-hmm. because you don't want to pull into someone's house and sit for eight hours. You wanna charge <laughs> for 30 minutes, drive for a bit. Now I'm I'm very anxious person and I don't like sitting for 20 to 30 minutes and then driving an hour and a half and then sit for 20, to 30 minutes. So I actually, uh, my wife's vehicle, it has a, it's a, it's a hybrid. So it has electric battery plus uh, an internal combustion engine. If you'll people, you'll see, uh, uh, it says ICE, I-C-E. Mm-hmm. That's for it stands for internal combustion engine mm-hmm. where I can plug in her vehicle and I can run a battery for 30 minutes or 30 miles, I should say. Mm-hmm. So we can drive around town, pull it in home, plug it in, it's great. So mm-hmm. that's what I'll use for trips just because mm-hmm. I'm too anxious for the long trips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, they call we would- it range do- anxiety. Long range anxiety is a great one. We were talking earlier on about apps that uh, if you were to put in a a charging point and you were allowing the public to use your charging point, there are apps where people can find you on a a map saying you can charge up here and you become like an electric service station.
1: Yes, yeah. We're seeing more and more like Google Maps and Apple Maps will start to embed those charging stations into their platform, which is great. Yeah. Um, a, the best platform that we've found is, a, is an app called PlugShare. I believe EVgo purchased them, uh, but they'll have all the different charging stations. What we like about them as well is you can actually say, these these chargers are open to the public or these are not open to the public. And one thing that we've done recently is that uh, we've been actually even embedding in the link to their to their listing so the book direct they can actually book up, uh, from that and link off their website so very exciting right from plugshare uh, oh so fantastic that be, yeah
0: <laughs> that's great now are you i know that you're based over in america are you seeing mm-hmm. um, ev chargers picking up in america are you aware of what's going on in europe in terms of ev charging
1: we are europe is well ahead of the, oh. the us as far as adoption Yes, almost uh, twice the adoption oh. and, uh, and, and then something fascinating uh, that, that I've recently learned about that's happening in Europe versus the US is that in Europe for level two chargers, uh, you're, you bring your own uh, cable to connect to the, the chargers. In the States, it's expected that the cabling is, is part of the charging station itself. So a little bit of nuance. Mm-hmm. And then something else that's interesting between the two, two environments are the standards for the plugs. So in the in the US for a level two charger, there is a standard, it's called the J1772. Uh, so every car except Tesla uh, has the same, has the same connector. Yes, indeed. But in Europe, you've standardized and essentially forced Tesla to use all the standard charging uh, plug, whereas there's a different plug for the level three, those direct charging. So there's still some some nuance uh, between this. Yeah. yeah so, but the nice thing is we're we're getting there to a uniform. I mean, we're not even, I need to charge one cable for my iPhone, another one for my laptop, another yeah. with my Android for my daughter, those different things. But we're getting there on the charging. So, so that's another nuance to, to keep in mind when you're driving across the country. And that's usually just make sure you have the adapter uh, with your car uh, mm. for those different stations.
0: Mm. Mm. That's fantastic. So tell me, would there be any reason why a property manager or owner? wouldn't put in an EV charging point?
1: Not really, I just see, it. Now, I'm a little biased, uh, but, uh, but, but I, I always recommend you know easing into it because there's operational challenges uh, for running it, such as, do we charge people? Do we not uh, char- charge them dollars to do this? Mm-hmm. How do we explain it? Um, there's usually, our platform requires Wi-Fi connection. So making mm-hmm. sure there's Wi-Fi because we need to communicate back and forth, which is pretty standard anymore at Mm -hmm. these areas, Uh, but what I generally recommend is start out with one or two properties, uh, install it. And then what we're seeing though, is you make sure your listing says EV enabled. And first thing you start to see is your ADR, your rates start to go up because uh, EV drivers are generally a higher income demographic. Mm -hmm. And also there's a value add for that amenity uh, just Mm -hmm. to have that accessible. I think the most valuable properties we're seeing is if you're within about 200 miles of a major metro area, because that's about the the normal range of an electric of an EV uh, driver platform. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, during the pandemic, most people would would go on a vacation anywhere up to 400 miles of their location. We saw that as kind of a data metric. But mm-hmm. as far as EVs, it's about that 200 mile range. It's like Denver. There's Breckenridge, which is maybe uh, you know 90, 60, or 70 to 90, 80 miles away from Denver. Mm-hmm. A lot of EVs are going there. Lake Tahoe. All these different places around the states that. Are near ma- major metro areas, people will drive their EVs, these vacation destinations.
0: Yeah, that's great. Look, I, I think besides the environmentally friendly aspect to uh, to things, um, given the price of petrol these days, I mean, it's almost yes. becoming a no-brainer, you know, and the price of cars, it EV is. cars are coming down, uh, electric cars yes. are coming down, and the price of petrol, well, you know, I think this is definitely uh, somewhere yes. that we need to get to. <laughs> and, yes. and a service that we need to offer and particularly because like you were saying you know there, there are a lot more people with uh, EV cars that are driving and if we mm-hmm. can if a property manager can op- put in their listing that they are off they offer uh, an EV yes. charging point that will make their listing a lot more attractive um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's great uh, look this is a very big niche market that we are trying to tap into and this is definitely Absolutely. one amenity that's going to make them go oh yeah okay. We need to get right.
1: in. <laughs> yeah, we have one client. Uh, he uh, he had a, as a property in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, he installed one of our chargers, listed it. His his mindset was: I went from fourteen hundred uh, competitors to now I only have four <laughs> competitors Ooh, wow. in this market because he's an EV charger, and he was able to to land a four thousand dollar booking in the off season because he had an EV charging station at this property. He said, "I've never booked." Uh, in this off season, but yet I get a booking for a rate that's almost the same as peak season. It was amazing.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Another, we, yeah. yeah, we've seen another, another client was able to get uh, this person stayed. They booked five separate charging sessions at $30 a, a day. So $150 extra. Uh, and, and this client was very happy to be able to stay that guest. Because they're able to charge their vehicle instead of dropping off the kids and driving into town to go to a, to a charging station, you park right there and go enjoy the beach or the mountain and have some fun.
0: Mm-mm. And it's one of those great things where you come home at night, plug it in, and that's it, car's ready for the next day.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's probably, you just touched on something probably unknowingly, but it's uh, the char- letting it charge overnight is mm-hmm. one thing we're gonna start seeing. You spoke about electricity usage as more and more people get electric cars and the electricity grid starts to be performing more charging electric cars, what you'll see is time of day charging mm-hmm. become more of an issue. And I know that Europe, again, is ahead of the U.S. In and that, in that the time of day you charge is a different price point. So one of the things we've built in is that we can actually do a slower charge during more expensive times. And then let's say it's at, at 1 a.m. Now we can charge full and just charge it right up and just yeah. open the floodgates. So that's, yeah. that's another mindset change. And software needs to be in place to do that.
0: Yeah. Wow. And, and I, I, you know, you know, I'm not a a sustainability expert, but um, from what my understanding is with solar panels, you can generate electricity. I wonder if we'll get to a point or if we are already there that you can generate the electricity to power the car.
1: Absolutely. Yes, we are already there. Yeah. and I I just posted this on LinkedIn actually is that uh, in the first quarter in the U.S., more than 25% of the electricity supplied was renewable electricity. So we are getting there. And, and Europe is even ahead of, ahead of the states with uh, wind power and, and solar and, and, uh, and hydro. It's very exciting time. So that's where it's not, just, it's not just the right thing to do from an economic perspective, but from a green sustainability perspective, it's just gonna keep on getting better and better. And as you know, when the sun shines and wind blows, it's usually when we need most electricity.
0: Mm. Now that's fantastic because people will think, oh, how am I going to get a return on investment for the solar panels? Well, hey, presto, right. boom, put your EV charging point in and there you go.
1: Exactly. And and now even my uh, lawnmower is electric and my, and, my, and my hedge trimmer is electric. So it's all becoming, it's all going that direction.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Okay. Look, I, I think it's a no-brainer, actually. But anyway, mm. have we not touched on anything that we should... We should, you should mention about charging points, cars. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we just, we need more charging points. So there's no EV, uh, there's no charging point anxiety. We can't be having that.
1: That's right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I think it just goes back to every situation is unique and different as we know from the vacation and the holiday and and how how people vacation. So look at your property with the perspective of what's going to add the most value for your guests. Mm -hmm. And just like anything we do in life, it's the right thing for them. It's going to be the right thing for the environment. So just provide a convenient amenity and then charge them accordingly so that you have the return. So you're not losing dollars in that that property for your manager and operator. And from there, everybody wins.
0: And and just to reiterate, guests don't expect the the charge to be free. If they have to pay for it outside, why shouldn't they pay for it inside? So, yeah, that's
1: exactly right. Yes, they're used to pulling up, putting in their credit card. The nice thing is you send them a notification two days in advance, which we do. And we say, hey, would you like to pay in advance for this? That way, when they show up, they scan it, they're already approved, and they start charging. So it's a really easy to use amenity.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, there is a text blind episode about okay to charge so uh, everyone is. should have a peek at that. I'll put the link <laughs> in the uh, description below. <laughs> If anyone has any questions about EV charging points or any questions for Eric, please pop them in the comments below. I'd love this conversation to keep going because I I think this is a really, really good one. Um, Eric, thank you very, very much for your time. This has been really, really interesting.
1: Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Deborah. Take care.
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.